Welcome to the A Better Way to Farm podcast, where we share serious secrets about profitable farming. We appreciate you taking the time to join us, and we hope that you'll love the knowledge we share not only with you today, but also in future episodes. So let's get right into it. Hey guys, Rod here at A Better Way to Farm. Excited to have you tune in for the podcast. We love having you give us a listen. We love getting to be a little bitty part of your life. Thanks for being one of our followers. We really do appreciate you. Today, let's talk fungicide. And there's a whole lot of emotions that run through my head right now as I set recording this because recently, of course, the story has just broken that some of the infero insecticide, it would appear, has caused some significant damage to germination on corn. And that breaks my heart. I have a really good friend who his father-in-law, he actually stripped it with and without and where he did not apply infero fungicide, he had 30,000 plants. And where he did apply it, he had 20,000 plants. And that's a countable deal where they've been out and actually looked at it. And so I hope that you're not afflicted by that. It would appear that it was okay to use it two by two, maybe in the trench, not so much. Which leads me to the idea of saying, when we're going to do something, I think it's important that we go with something that has been proven. Going with something hog wild that's brand new is always something that at least at best is questionable. We have released a few new products over the last few years, and we have been very quick to tell the guys, buy a little bit, try a few acres and see how you like it. Multiple guys have came back and said, I love this new product, and they've purchased enough of it to do on every acre the following year. But we want it to be that you've proven it on your farm and that you're comfortable. When we come to market with things, we want you to know that we have a great deal of confidence in those. And the things that we've been doing for years, we know exactly how they're going to react. So that being said, let's talk about fungicide. I think one of the things is, in in theory, the inferior fungicide looks like it would be wonderful. It'll be systemic. It'll be in the trench. It'll be there throughout the growing season. There's a whole list of reasons to do that. There also could probably be an argument made for what is in that seed trench, what fungi are in there that are beneficial are we killing? Perhaps what soil bacteria are we killing? What are we doing in that seed trench besides putting in fungicide? Those are things that always need to be considered, and I don't have the answer. It's not like I can sit here and go, I think this was a good idea or a bad idea. I'm just saying these are some things that we could consider that we should think about as we move forward. In the event that you, well, whether you did or didn't put it in the furrow, there's still some things that we're going to look at. And let's talk about what happens when we do that. First of all, I want to encourage you, get into the Beck's PFR book. I'm not going to give you the answer. I'm going to give you a quiz because the quiz is this. When is the best stage to apply your fungicide on soybeans? When is the best stage to apply your fungicide on corn? Let's assume you know the answer to that. Now let's move on and talk about what is the best time of day to get the best response and the biggest return. And that you may or may not know the answer to, but Beck's actually studied that. Guys, there are no small decisions. Everything that we do has significant ramifications from whether or not we use a starter to whether or not we put a fungicide in with it to whether or not we come back and spray a fungicide later and then if we do, at what stage do we want to use it, and at, at what time of day should it be sprayed to get the best result. I understand that we can't always do perfect, but we should at least be aware of what the best time is and do as much of it at that time of day as we can in order to maximize 
the return on our investment that we use. So timing is critical when we're looking at a fungicide. Some of the other things that we should consider is how much volume of water are we going to be using? Are we spraying it from an airplane and they only want to spray two gallon? Are we spraying it with a ground rig and we're still wanting to get a lot of acres so we're losing, using a lower volume? Are we using an undercover to spray it up and get it on the backside of that leaf? If we don't have undercover, what are some things that we can do to increase the chances of that fungicide finding its way to the backside of the leaf on that plant? Well, one of those answers is we have a product called RainFast. RainFast is a 100% active ingredient, non-ionic surfactant. And guys, just let me say this. I've been doing this business 29 years. I have never seen a product that works like RainFast. It literally takes the liquid, runs it to the edge of the leaf, and then instead of it dripping off, it actually goes around and coats the backside or the underside of the leaf. I think you guys know that Kayla, who just graduated, has been our science fair girl for a long, long time, started in junior high, and has done a great job. She loves all things agriculture. She's going to college to get an ag business degree. She started doing science fair projects. Her, one of her very first projects was she studied surfactants, and she ran the test. She made a homemade Draves test, and we looked at that, and we looked at how much when you lay down a sheet of saran wrap, so to speak, a sheet of plastic, when you put a drop of rain fast into a bubble of water, how far does that bubble of water spread? How far can you make that droplet go out and spread out on that plastic? And the fact of the matter is this, the Draves test is where you take a piece of yarn, you put it in a container of water, and then you add the appropriate amount of surfactants. And she ran three different surfactants on the Draves test. And let me tell you what the results were. No, I'm not going to name them, but we got the one that was considered, is considered to be the best product on the market. And it truly is the second best product out there. When she put that, and then she went to another product that was very, very cheap because, you know, sometimes we just want to buy cheap things, right? And so she took the cheap product and she put it in at the right ratio in the water container with the yarn. And she got the best one according to what everyone says that cost twice as much as RainFast, and she put the right amount in the container of water. And then she took the RainFast and used exactly the right amount measured in milliliters to make sure that she had the ratios correct. Here's the results. RainFast made that yarn absorb that water and sink in about two minutes. The second best product, which cost twice as much as RainFast, made that yarn absorb that water and sink in about six minutes. So it took three times longer to get the penetration and get it to soak in. The third product, which was really cheap, sat in our garage in the container of water for 30 days. And it never did penetrate the yarn. The yarn never did sink. It floated on the water the entire 30 days. At that point in time, we did have some really cool mold growing on top of it and it looked pretty gross. And so we threw the whole thing away when she had documented her timeframes on it. I say that because RainFast truly is twice as good and half as expensive as the second best product on the market. In that testing to see how far you can make a droplet spread, I encourage you to grab whatever surfactant you're using and then grab some RainFast and watch what happens when you do it. Because I promise you, the RainFast will make that droplet spread farther than anything else that you can find. Why is that important when you're doing a fungicide? 
because we want zero fungicide to hit the dirt. We want it all to be on that leaf, and we would ideally like it to get on the backside of the leaf because that's where the majority of the pests are that we're trying to control. It works the same with insecticides. We know where those aphids tend to reside. We know where they hide, and we know what we got to do to get them, and that's to use a good quality surfactant and get coverage on both sides of the leaf. Let's assume that you've decided that you are going to use a fungicide because you have a need for it or you feel like with five and a half dollar corn and $14 soybeans that it's a good idea to take the chance and push your yields. What else can we do at that same time in order to push our yields? Well, one of the things that we can do is there are some nutrients that are well known to make some significant responses. And we're going to talk more in a later podcast about one of those in specific. But just let me say right now that we have a product called Feast XL. Feast XL is a product that's 26% nitrogen with a half a percent boron and a little bit of rain fast already in it. And it works very well as a carrier for fungicide. Airplane guys love it because it's very clean, it's very pure, and we only apply about two gallon to the acre. What a perfect match to make things work up. So here's an opportunity to double down while you're out there. You already have the application cost. You're already flying on the fungicide. You're out there. Hopefully the labels overlap because we want to, the majority of Feast XL should be applied at R2, whether it be in corn or soybeans. And we would want to do that at the same time. If you happen to catch this and you're still working on your wheat, obviously the best time to apply that fungicide typically is at Flag leaf, that also happens to be the best time to apply the Feast XL. We'll go more into Feast XL on the next podcast. We hope you look forward to tuning in. Guys, as always, we thank you for giving it a listen. We would appreciate it if you could give us a rating when you finish up here. And if you'd like to share this with a friend, we'd take that as a great big favor so that we could have a few more people that we can reach and share this information with. With that being said, I really hope you are having a better day. Thank you for joining us this week on the A Better Way to Farm podcast. If you found value in this episode, we would appreciate you rating us on iTunes or simply sharing with a friend. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and tune in next time for serious secrets about profitable farming. Thank you for joining us this week on the A Better Way to Farm podcast. If you found value in this episode, we would appreciate you rating us on iTunes or simply sharing with a friend. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and tune in next time for serious secrets about profitable farming.